0: From Virginia Farm Bureau, this is Cattle Pulse. I'm Elijah Griles, and from Appalachia to the Eastern Shore, we're happy to have you with us for your monthly update on the Virginia feeder cattle markets, the national trends that affect them, and the stories of cattle producers around the Commonwealth. Welcome to the April episode of Cattle Pulse. It is good to have everyone back with us. I know that it is an exciting time of the year. We've got spring calves on the ground, for those of you all that calve in the spring. We've got grass greening up, and that brings excitement about the summer grazing months. And of course, we've got some strong prices going on across the Commonwealth. So we're gonna talk about all that and more on today's show. I wanna briefly just talk about who I am a little bit, and I would love to get to know who you all are, all of the listeners out there in podcast land. And to introduce myself, I'm Elijah Griles. I grew up on a average-sized cow-calf operation in Amelia County, Virginia. And when I say average, I mean we had about 30 to 40 cow-calf pairs. My dad still runs those on the family farm, and we cut our own hay on about 200 acres. So that's my perspective when I come into this podcast, but the reason I bring this up is because we want to hear from you all. So I will leave my email address as well as my phone number in the show notes and at the end of this episode, and please reach out. I'd love to talk to you about your marketing plans, what production practices you find most useful on your farms, and hear interesting stories about your experience in the cattle industry. Now, to talk about the national economic picture, there are really kind of two narratives that we're going to touch on today. The first one is that, as many of you all know already, the U.S. calf markets continue to be sky high. And a lot of this is fueled by what we normally see this time of year, which is the spring fever as grass begins to green up and there's a lot of optimism surrounding the feeder cattle markets and all those fall calves are ready to be sold i know it's dry across the eastern part of the state um, as well as in some other regions and NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, has announced a change in the U.S. weather pattern, which could bode well for some drought-stricken areas of cattle country. Primarily, that's focused on the Midwest, where we've seen extreme drought over the past year to year and a half. But I do want to note that that could be encouraging for us as well. Now, as far as the U.S. calf markets, we continue to see strong prices across the board and we'll touch on the futures prices here in a second but cap prices in general are better than expected through the first quarter of 2023 although we do expect that there could be a lull which is typical as we move into the summer months that said, however, the Livestock Market Information Center is not expecting the breeding herd to begin recovering in 2023 to 2024, and that could possibly even happen later. Also, on the beef production side, cow culling has slowed nationally, and beef cow slaughter numbers are are 15% below last year in recent weeks. So having this picture of what cow slaughter looks like along with how pasture health, particularly in large sections of cattle country, improves with potentially more moisture coming in will really set up what the supply side of the beef economics looks like for the country. There are some headwinds to the strong prices that we're seeing though, and those are primarily going to happen down at the retail level with the consumer. The cost of production also, I know for many of you all continues to be high. We have seen fertilizer prices come down, but obviously those high prices are necessary to keep everyone above their break even as we move further into 2023. On the consumer side, I've heard about two regional banks collapsing in the past month or so, which offers us a note of caution regarding consumer demand. Um, Sticker shock across the economy with inflation affecting all sectors really has helped insulate beef from some of the effects that it could have felt regarding reduced demand. But the macroeconomic picture does give us a reason for pause because that strong consumer demand for beef may not last forever, particularly as supplies tighten and prices continue to rise. Um, But we need to keep a pulse on what the consumer demands because they are our ultimate customer. Let's take some time and look at the feeder cattle futures contracts and where they are at right now. The April contract is at $197.95 a hundredweight, which is up 0.98% from last month. The May contract is at $202.28 a hundredweight, which is up 0.66% from last month. And the August contract is at $219.50 a hundredweight, which is up 2.25% from last month. Each month, we report the monthly average price of a five-weight steer across six feeder cattle auctions throughout the state. And for this episode, we went and visited the one of the owners at the Southside Livestock Market in Blackstone, Virginia, to talk to him about what that market looks like the price trends there, and what producers should know who are interested in selling at that market. So we're going to go to that interview now with David Coleman of Elm Cottage Farm in Amelia, Virginia, and Southside Livestock Market in Blackstone. So to get started, could you tell us a little bit about the market, where it's located, what type of animals you see through it, and what type of buyers are typically expected?
1: We're in southeastern part of the state, so we get most of our cattle from and goats and hogs. That's our main three species. We're the farthest market in the eastern part of the state, particularly the southeastern. We get cattle from North uh, North Carolina, Southeast Virginia, mostly in that that area. We uh, we run this time of year around four hundred head. This is sort of the off season because you spring cattle are mostly gone but your fall cattle are not ready to come to the market yet so like i said around 400 head is what we run each week cattle prices are real good right now uh, there's a shortage of feed of cattle uh, you've got to, like like say the drought out west they sold a tremendous number of butcher cows so that's made our shortage and uh, that looks like it's going to be a shortage for a couple of years since the first of the year Every week, prices have increased, and I think they will continue.
0: So, David, tell me, we think back to 2013, fourteen and fifteen, when we saw a similar pattern, really strong prices. We know that the cattle cycle runs in these 8- to 10-year periods. Do you think that we are going to see the similar trends that we saw back then, this go around, and what could be different this time? Definitely
1: the same trends. I do think you're going to see a little... A little different trend in the, the replacement prices. I don't think you gonna see the heifers and, and cow care pairs get up as high as they did back in 14 and 15. Uh, some of you farmers got a little burnt back then. They paid such high prices and then the prices didn't stay up as high as, as long as they thought they were. And some of those, those producers didn't come out too good on the back end major shortage of feeder calves that's why the prices are going up every week we're not a, a big feeder calf state and you know, we ship our calves out most of our calves have to go somewhere else to be fed but they're still bringing five weights two dollars and 20 cents when you can get that for a 500 pound steer off your mama you you should be grinning
0: i know i am So, David, if I were a producer wanting to sell my cattle at the Southside Livestock Market, what should I know? What does that process look like, and where's a good place to start?
1: Well, the best thing to do would be to call Lawson Roberts or Bo or myself and let us know what you've got, and we can tell you when to bring them. That That would be the first thing you need to do. If you've got 15, 20, 25, 30 calves, that would be the ideal thing. And we can get a bigger group together then you'd get more interest from the buyer and get a better price. You can always get a better price for 30 head than you can for five head. And we always let the buyer know that those calves are weaned and background and all. We always let them know that and they'll pay more for them. That's an advantage if we know what you've got before you bring them. Of course, it? Starting about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. You can bring them. Our sale starts at 3. We like to have them in to buy 130 because the state grader leaves at 130 unless it's a line. Anything that you'd like to have graded, they need to be there by 130. You know, if you just got a cold cow or something, they can come on later. And we start with these steers, and we sell them, and then we sell our graded bulls. And then the the graded heifers.
0: Now, I know for me growing up, there was always this big question of, is it better to castrate your bulls and sell them as steers, or could you just leave them and expect to receive the same price? So I was wondering, what do you see at the market, and what is your personal take on that?
1: That's a good question. If you sell the bulls before they get 600 pounds, In that range, you'll take a pretty big beating. I'm talking about at least $100 a head. But if you sell them when they weigh 300, 400 pounds, there's no difference.
0: Now, you mentioned the Amelia Area Cattlemen's Association. Could you tell us more about them and what sales they have coming up here soon?
1: They have a steer sale, and I think it's in June. May or June, and then they have a bread heifer sale. Matter of fact, it'll be coming up at crest on April the 8th, where they'll be selling about 75 bread heifers. That's the two sales that they have. Yeah, they have some really good bread heifers and their steers really do good up in Pennsylvania. Uh, Mike Henry and I was up there about, I lose track of time, but three or four weeks ago, looking at the steers that was bought up there last June. and. They really looked good. They were really performing good. And those producers all said that they'd be on the phone again this coming June. So they were real pleased with how they'd done.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, David. It's been really good to have you on the show, and we certainly appreciate your time. I enjoyed it. Well, to wrap up today's episode, I do want to cover the numbers, which you've all been waiting for. So in March, Abingdon Tri-State had an average price of $199.90 a hundredweight, which is up 8%. Blackstone saw $215.90 a hundredweight, which is up 17.7%. Lynchburg saw $224.76 a hundredweight, which is up 13.8%. And Radiant saw $218.69, which is up 4.5%. Shenandoah Valley improved to 206.06 cents, which is 6.3% up. And Winchester saw $226.52, which is up 6.6%. Now, as Mr. Coleman mentioned, the No Crest Spring Bull and Heifer Sale will feature heifers from the Amelia Area Cattlemen's Association. And that is this Saturday, April 8th at 12 noon at the No Crest Farm. And I also want to note that we will be at the Virginia Beef Expo next Thursday and Friday, April 13th and 14th at their trade show, as well as the Virginia Cattlemen's Association meetings, and we would love to see you there. Please come to the Virginia Farm Bureau booth, and I'll be there and would love to talk to you all about your operation, and who knows, maybe you'll even get featured on the show. As I noted before, I'm Elijah Griles, and if you'd like to get in contact, my phone number is 804-290-1713, and my email is in the show notes. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next month.